Hello, I'm your host, Leonard Duncan. Welcome to a new episode of ATV Talk and Motorsports Podcast. Please join us every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We bring you interviews with industry professionals, live events, live news about the motorsports industry in every episode. Enjoy the show. Whether we are out riding with our friends and family or racing in extreme environments, we all need good tires. That's why I recommend GBC Power Sports Tires, a division of Greenball Corp. Their products, which include XC Master, Mini Master, and Groundbuster 3, are what leading professionals in the ATV UTV industry are using. You can get your tires at greenballtires.com or find them on Instagram as GBC Tires for further inquiries. Are you looking for the best suspension technology for your sport ATV? Look no further than Elka Suspension, the industry leader in sport ATV suspension technology. With championship wins in prestigious events such as the Dakar Rally, Score, Best in the Desert, ATV MX, Cross Country, and Works, Elka Suspension has established itself as the go-to choice for athletes and enthusiasts alike. But they don't just stop at ATVs. They're constantly expanding into new markets, including UTVs, trucks, SUVs, pit bikes, snowmobiles, and more. Their commitment to innovation and quality means they're always looking to improve and adapt so you can enjoy a smooth ride wherever you go. Want to learn more about what Elka Suspension can do for you? Visit their website at elkasuspension.com or give them a call at 450-655-4855. They will always be happy to answer your questions and help you find the perfect suspension solution for your needs. Welcome to DBR Racing Products the leader in 3D modeling and innovations. Since 2015, they have been revolutionizing the industry, starting with their groundbreaking YFZ450R battery boxes. But they didn't stop there. They have continued to push the boundaries, constantly improving their design with each new version. In 2018, they introduced the game-changing Vortex EXO cage specifically designed to securely hold the Vortex ECU in a safe and sturdy location. This breakthrough innovation ensures your ECU stays protected even in the toughest racing conditions. At DBR, they understand that every detail matters. That's why they also offer an array of essential products to enhance your racing experience. Their spark plug hold downs keep your engine firing at peak performance while their LTR breather boxes ensure optimal ventilation for your machine. Their LT250 engine skid plates are a must have for those seeking unmatched protection. Engineered to shield your engine from impacts and rough terrain, they provide the ultimate defense for your ATV. But that's not all, they've developed ProPeg mounts that allow you to use TRX450R Nerf bars, giving you greater control and maneuverability on the track. To explore their full range of innovative products and learn more about DBR Racing, 
visit their website at www.dvratv.com. You can also reach them directly at 507-828-1233. Their knowledgeable team is ready to assist you with any questions or inquiries. DVR Racing Products, where innovation meets performance, unleash the power within you. Kevin Saar, welcome to ATV Talk, sir. Hi, Leonard. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure, brother. My pleasure. I was a little worried in our early conversation, the conversations that we weren't going to get this in. Yeah, I had some uh, rush. I, I flew back to Europe and back to the States, but no, I'm, I'm down to talk KTVs. So when you flew back to Europe, it was pretty successful. Yeah, I, I flew back actually because of my school. I had some exams to do and and at the same time we had European race, so European championship round and in my home country too. So it was a it was a good timing. So let's can can we go back in time just a little bit? Yeah, sure. How did you get into ATVs? My dad used to race dirt bikes, two wheelers. And I don't know, I just went to the races with him. He had pretty bad crash and he had to stop. But somehow, I, I don't know, we, we just went to a local dirt bike store, saw ATV there and wanted to drive. That's how it started. So he, your dad started racing uh, ATVs or you did when you were little? I did. Uh, I tried two-wheeler too, but... I tried first time on in winter time on ice and they crashed and I didn't want to try again. But I don't know how ATVs came. I, we just walked into the store and I, I saw one and I wanted to try that. And this was more success, successful. That's 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 pretty good. And when when did you start racing or how did you get into the racing portion? I think it, first time racing was 2007 when I was seven years old. First time was then, but we we went racing a lot, like first years. We we were just having fun, but wasn't planning to race like or or do anything like that. It was more like just having fun time with my dad. I was playing football and football was more more important at that time. So just so everybody understands, he's you played soccer in the soccer, States. Yeah. It's soccer. Yeah. In football there. And and so everybody understands, where did you grow up? In Europe, in a small country named Estonia, we only have, population is 1.3 million. So it's it's really small compared to the States or, or even big European countries. It's a really small country and I, I grew up there. Uh, what's the, what's the closest landmark so that we could, uh, you know, understand a little better what the terrain is like. Our neighbors are Finland, Norway, close close to there. So you get some harsh winters and cold cold country time. Oh, really, really bad winter. It's that that's the hard part too. We can't ride in the winter time, so we can in in the snow. But it's it's not like nothing like it's in Florida or somewhere where you can train hard so you're on vacation here <laughs> i'm racing i'm 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 living my dream right now 
well, I mean, but the weather's even when it's muddy, it's still probably uh, better than a snow day at home, right? It's really weird. I I'm wearing my like jacket in my uh, bag all the time, but I haven't ever used it here. So that's weird. That's that's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, the, the we don't even have the understanding of how cold it is. Well, there's a couple places in the in the states that do, but for the most part, you know, we don't even have the understanding of of how um, cold it gets. Oh, it's 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 pretty bad. It's it's hard to be outside when it's really really cold in the winter time. You get cold burnt, or what's the word? I don't know. Uh, frostbite. Yes, the wind and everything. Your skin starts to burn. Wow, that's crazy. <clears throat> you know, I didn't. I didn't have any idea that. I thought you were closer down. Um, you know, farther down in the country versus being up up in the northern portion where it was colder. Yeah, it's up there. You you can drive down south, I don't know, two or three thousand kilometers, and it's it's fine there. <laughs> two or three thousand kilometers, and it's fine. Um, so so you have, have how far west have you gotten in the United States? Not far. Texas is the far furthest that we have gone so far. And and I know this isn't your first time to the states this year, is it? Mm, I flew back home a couple of times this year, but I'm trying to stay here as, as much as possible because this traveling part is tiring. It's very expensive and not fun, right? No, not at all. <laughs> what portion of the United States are you based in? In West Virginia. With my team there at the music racing team. Good people, correct? Yeah, very friendly. Take did they take good care of you? Oh, it's it's unbelievable. I I didn't need, didn't know them when I said yes to them, but I'm really happy I did and decided to come here. That's that's awesome. I've only got to meet Brett one time, and that's when I was in Briarcliff last year. Um, it was just briefly. So uh, everything I've heard about him is, is he's a great dude. He and his father, they, they are both just so friendly, and they are helping with everything. Did they um, help prep your machines and build your engines? Um, TDR is doing my race bike. And my practice bike is done by me. And if I need any help, then they are helping me. Well, that's that's awesome that, that you have people around to take care of you. So when you race in Europe, um, you don't race production machines all the time. A lot of times it's hybrids. Yes, um, we, we don't have any rules. But we can run anything. So there's no classification. Can you run bigger than 450s? No, there's a CC rule, but that's it. What do you think of the hybrid versus the the production machine? It's very hot uh, conversational right now, but I don't know. I'm, I'm racing hybrid back home. I have uh, Yamaha dirt bike engine in my YFC, and it works really good. I have 
you don't have to tune as, as much as you have to tune a quad engine. And that's, that's the best part for me. So the motor makes more, more power in the motorcycle form. And that makes it easier for you guys as far as maintenance and, and teardowns because you're not going through as many engines as you do here, correct? That's correct, yeah. You, you, can, you can just take the engine, put it on the frame, and it's, it's good to go, actually. It's, it's working really good. And, and your suspension mods, are they similar here versus over there? Um, I have different uh, company. Like I have Rager's, it's European mostly. I know who they are. Yes, and here I'm racing PPs. It's it, it was a bit uh, hard to change, but that's what music racing is using here, and I think I'm getting used to it now. So you have different sponsors at home than you do here, correct? Yes. How do your sponsors at home feel about what's happening in the states? I try to do everything possible to to tell everything why I'm doing it, why I'm coming here, and and back here at Europe I'm racing with their products still. So they are they are fine with it, I think, because uh, back home when I'm using those suspensions, they they don't have a market here. I said to them, I can I can take those suspension, but. No one is going to service them here, and that would be real hard. Yeah, it costs super costly to to ship them back home to get them serviced. You know, that's it's just an expense that you just shouldn't have to shouldn't have to come up with. Yeah, and if, if anything happens on the race day, I, I have nothing. Right, right. <clears throat> so, when you this this year when uh, the season's over. Are you gonna go to the Quad Cross of Nations and and ride there? Yes, uh, I hope. Uh, hopefully, my my country is going. I'm pretty sure they are. You have no confirmation yet. Not yet. I think they are working to find sponsors, and hopefully, they they will get some support. That's excellent. Not to. Uh, not to talk too much about racing at home because we'll get to the U.S. here shortly. Um, when you go, when you went back home and you raced, uh, that was the European Championship that you raced in, correct? Yes. And um, you had a pretty good showing. Yeah, I had some issues. I I was way too aggressive and made a mistake first lap. Actually, I had our issues already on first day. There's a two-day format. First day, we have practices and qualifying race. I had some engine issues first day, so I had really outside gate pick for final races. So I had some work to do, but overall, I, I won both races, and it went well. And will you get to race any more European uh, races this year? Not the European Championship. I think when I fly back after Loretta's, I will get to do Estonian Championship race and Pondevoo also. How many times have you raced Pondevoo? Three times. Pardon? Last three years. Yeah, you like that race? Oh, it's it's so much fun. I've we finished the second 
two years ago. It's a it's an awesome race. Uh, I mean, I've got to work as a as a mechanic for it and race it. And uh, I think anybody that that wants to race iconic races, Pendezvous and Vegas Torino are the two best races you could ever race. I'm really glad I can go. I'm I'm flying back home and and I have to go almost straight there, but I'm still going. Ah, it's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, you have people prepping the machine over there for you? Yes, yes. We have a nice team. I just have to go and ride. Oh, that's... Got to love that, huh? You just get to throw your leg over and, and have a good time. Oh, yeah. And and when you're riding over here, do you get to go ride with Joel and some of the other guys that, that you race with? Not really. Mostly alone because... Uh, we don't have a lot of tracks where where I'm based off in West Virginia. Closest one is Broglyph. That's three and a half hours. And I think where everyone else is living, it's pretty far. So um, did you get to go down to Florida and ride much uh, before the season started? Uh, I went there only once for a week where I met uh, Brett. Okay. Murray. That and that then, uh, if I want to do it next year again, I I'm staying for a winter and go go down there. And go go practice down at the Decker training facility. That's much needed. You you have to get some riding in before the season starts. And you were pretty much limited on how much riding you could do before the season started. Yes, it was really hard back home. It was so cold. I, I got to do Le 2K race, beach race at, in France in February. So I, I just did that and almost that was it. So I, I've talked to and known a number of European riders. And one of the things that amazes me about all of you is the fact that you can go from just training in the gym or doing whatever training you do that's not on the machine and jump on and ride and not have some of the same issues issues that I do. Even training and myself and other riders, we get arm pump. I see the guys I know from Europe, from all, all different walks of life, seem to jump on and ride and never have an issue. I think we are just used to it because of the winter time. We have just no other choice. We have to. Do you, what do you think it is, the difference between, is it something in our diet or is it just, well, because it doesn't make sense to me that, I mean, I don't see people that, that race in Europe when they don't train have the same fatigue issues in their arms that a lot of Americans do. I think it depends. I, I have the same issues sometimes with arm pump. Actually, this year it's it's kind of bad with arm pump. I don't know what's going on. Well, I was talking to another professional in a different industry, and he was trying to convince me, which which there's a lot to it, that most arm pump is emotional or caused from your mind 
and you're not functioning properly in the beginning of your ride, you grasp for breath, you hold on too tight because you're excited and you forget to breathe normally and you forget to relax and just ride the machine. Yes, I think there's some truth in it. Yeah, well, it was, it was a uh, it was a motorcycle guy that that, that told me that, and um, he was a little more developed in in the professional you know side of it, and had diagnosed it for multiple other professional riders. So I kind of I kind of try to think that way when I get the chance to ride, you know, relax, breathe so that I don't have issues. Yes, that's what I'm trying to do as well. <laughs> okay, you got the opportunity to come to the States and race. And your first impression of lining up in the pro class at Daytona, what, what, what was going through your head? Oh, it's, it's hard to describe. This, this feeling is just unbelievable. And at Daytona also, our track is pretty, pretty rough, and uh, everything can happen to us. It's it was a really special moment for me, and it started pretty bad with first qualifier. I crashed pretty hard, but Daytona turned out to be pretty pretty good for me. And just to be here in stage racing, it's it's something I had dreamed of since I started riding. And now to, now to be here is crazy. How did you find out about racing in the States? I think I just found some some old videos and started to look at those. And when I got a bit older, I think 2010, the oil and then I started to watch more. So on social media? Yes. No magazines, just social media? No, it's just social media. We didn't have any magazines or anything. Wow, that's the difference between the era that I come from. We found everything out through the magazine. I'm no. sorry, I already had social media, so that's that's good. Yeah, I mean, you're very fortunate that 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 was something that was available to you. It would have been much harder to find out about ATV racing if you would have had to find it through the book, through the magazines. Yes. Also, I just remind, reminded that uh, Joe Burke came to Estonia for his riding school. I think it was 2012 and I, I got to go there. And I think from that that moment on, I, I wanted to come here. Uh, Joe Burke's a pretty cool dude. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. Any of the other, any of the other guys besides Brett Music? Uh, that you get to talk with as, as far as the pro guys go? I think I have met pretty much all of the riders. They are all super nice and so friendly. I couldn't have imagined that they are so friendly as they are. Uh, they they really, from everyone that I've talked to, they love having you here. It's 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 great to know, great to hear. Well, yeah, it's it's... It not only benefits the ATV ind industry, you know, but back home, when you go back home and you talk about ATVs and you bring a different perspective of the United States and what we offer as far as the, the things that you can do and develop, um, 
for your for your racing in the European uh, Championship, it, it's only going to help the sport. It's only going to help us grow. Yes, for sure. I hope more Europeans are are coming. Years coming. I hope so too. I hope so too. It was unfortunate that Caesar uh, got hurt. Caesar Jimenez got hurt, and he had to uh, miss. I think he's missed every race since. Um, you know, hopefully he recovers and and gets his program set for 2024. Um, I, I'm going to get into what happened over the weekend. I know that that was super exciting for you, and a lot of people want to hear about it. But I am still trying to build up to it because your development through the year and as you go through learning the tracks in America the big contrast between racing in Europe and racing here. What are some of the things that um, are stumbling blocks or, or that have been difficult for you to transition to? Uh, racing and riders here are so much more aggressive. That's the, that's the main thing that I'm trying to get used to it. And I still haven't get used to it, I think. Back home, it's, it's more, they are more there to have fun. They are not trying to get into each other but here it's it's more business more work at, at, at least in Broglass that's they're not there to just have fun they are racing to to earn a living and and when you race the European championship is it the same way yes yes it's uh, you don't have to be afraid if someone is coming from behind or hitting you from the side that's that's the main difference because the american riders are aggressive yes in... and i think that's because of of the race length racers races are much longer back in europe also for youngsters here here you have youngsters racing for three or four laps and they are going they just have to go full full throttle and give everything Back home, youngsters race also 15 minutes. And they, are, they are, don't have to be so aggressive. I don't know. It's, it's hard to describe, but that's how it is. In, have you thought of racing any other forms other than just motocross? I have done a couple cross countries at the home championship too. It's at home or here? At home only, yeah. Have you thought about trying one over here? Mm, I don't know. I, I try to focus on MX right now. If you get a deal next year and you can make it happen, you got to fit one in. It's a it's a it's a different world. And if you could ever work it out to come out west and do an off road race, a works race, that would uh, that would be something that would add to your bag of tricks because that's a totally different world in itself. Yes. Also, in the States, you have so many quad riders. You have, I think, close to three or 400 riders per weekend and only quads. We have to race with sidecars, dirt bikes, and track develops much more different. We have those ruts we have in Europe. Those are, those are just different. And it's something you have to get used to it here. Not yeah. having sidecar ruts. I th I think I think we're thankful for that, um, and I think the motorcycles are thankful that for that too. 
because they complain that we get we we take all their good lines out and you know because we flatten the turns out and and they don't have the ability to turn in the ruts um like they do when we're not there yes that that's how they they think about us in europe too they don't actually like us and that's why we don't get much more youngsters coming up they don't want to get blamed or anything ah that's that's horrible because you know? we, are, we are struggling to get even i think at estonian championship we have maybe 30 quads and that's it well maybe when you with you racing in the states and bringing home uh some hardware because you've gotten on the podium that will change some of the youth riders minds about promoting the support and you know trying to get it to grow yes and that's up to me too to try to represent as as much and as good as possible also when i go back home how how well known are you back home mm, i don't know it's hard to say i think not really maybe from the industry industry people they they know me only but in in general or whole country not not really they don't do much uh news and uh, or uh or promotion of racers or or, or uh atv sportsmen like yourself you're not getting in the news they're not they're not doing anything to promote it not really national tv just prepares soccer basketball like traditional sports uh basketball's big over there mm, yes i think team sports in general they like to promote those and also in europe they they are kind of going green, so they don't like motorsports because we have too much smoke and just roost. So they're so they're those people, huh? Yes, too many of them. Not not, not my favorite people. In some countries, we are not allowed to use gyros uh, already, and. Uh, that's yeah. exhaust limit is also going so down i think it's hard to race so the thing that causes planetary growth they're trying to eliminate yes <laughs> smart people gotta love it right yes oh man we, we don't want to get into that discussion because it's something that i uh i have a little side hobby project where i do research on um carbon basically in uh, yeah i got uh, i have uh i have ammunition for that if, if i ever get into those conversations about it but we'll leave that for another day yes um so far out of all the tracks that you've gotten to ride which one's your favorite i think Ironman was was the best. You like that place, huh? Yes, it was super fun. Even though I I had some pretty bad landings and my wrist hurt a lot, but in the end, it it was super fun. Do you know who that facility is named after? No, Bob Sloan. He was a 
cross country rider. Um, mm -hmm. And he, his nickname was the Iron Man. And uh, he was phenomenal. He was a great guy, a uh, phenomenal racer. Um, my brother and him were really good friends. And um, I got to spend some time with him back East. But uh, as far as the, one of the competitors and the, the people that you've gotten to meet over here, he was one of those kind of people. He was just, just a great human being. Nice. It, it's been so nice to go to every, every track. Every track is new to me. And those facilities here are so just amazing. I know that the guys at music run PEP. Have you got to spend much time with Wayne? No, I haven't seen him yet. I'm sure you will. Um, he'll give you some good insight and he'll give you good feedback on the shocks. So if you need, you need some help, um, he's helped many, many riders. And, and I'm sure that, that he will let his talents help you and, and further you along. Cause it only helps him. The faster you go, the better it is for him. He's doing our maintenance and I have talked with uh, him on the phone, but I haven't met him yet. Ah, you, you'll enjoy Wayne. He's a, he's a character. Uh, kind of grumpy sometimes but you know it, it, all of us old guys get grumpy so <laughs> i have met so many good people already this year it's... I, i'm glad you know i'm glad that you say that because my my world is the atvs and and when i travel back to the motocross or the people that i meet from the woods or when i go overseas the, the people have all been awesome and i just uh I'm I'm glad that you say that about about the states because not everybody has that opinion of of the Americans. No, I think Americans are so friendly compared to Europeans. <laughs> really friendly here. Uh, that, I'm glad you, I'm glad to hear that, brother, because not everybody says that. <clears throat> uh, are your goals to race here next year? I really hope so. It 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 all comes down to the money, of course. It's it takes a lot to come here, stay here, and race here. But I will fly back after after last round and have some meetings with my sponsors back home, and hopefully they they will agree for next year too. That would be that would be great. We'd love to have you. So when you rolled into Pleasure Valley, I don't know if you watch the weather weather report much when you go to the races yes um, but when you rolled into pleasure valley did you expect the storm that you got no not at all it, it's it was pretty bad for sunday but saturdays should have been pretty good well part of saturday was really good yes in the evening it, it showed more but during the day it shouldn't be as bad as it was <laughs> well it, it helped you actually because you fared better than most yeah it did i uh, i was lucky with it how how bad it, does it get like that when you race in europe at all no not, not so much standing water we get much more more mud and everything but not as much of standing water so heavy mud, more or less, less, less wet, wet water. Yes. Bef before you would get stuck, then get those water bottles. So, that, so the experience you have riding in the mud 
necessarily didn't help you as much as if it would have just been sticky and, and gooey, you might've been able to deal with that even better. Yes, correct. I, I was struggling with, to turn my twist struggle here because my clothes and everything was, they were not so much muddy, but they were really slippery and wet. And I had, I had, I had twist struggle and it, it was hard to twist it. Did you have any problems with your vision? Mm, first race I had, I had to throw, throw away my goggles, but second race, I could keep my goggles on. Did that did that hurt you position wise in the first moto? No, I already threw them away before the storm hit, so I would have had to throw it anyways after. Oh, before the water got there, you already had a problem. Yes. Oh wow! And you didn't have any backups in the pits. Uh, I wasn't thinking about it. Once the storm hit, I didn't care about those anymore. <laughs> uh, that that uh, I understand that. So in the first moto, it was pretty much just survival of the fittest, right? Yes. Once it's it started to storm, I immediately took it easier. I I knew it. I watched the Ironman last year, and I knew I I just have to finish, even if I go slow. I went really slow, and I try not to go to the bottles too fast because I knew I have to keep the machine running when i i was told that there was that, that that they only thought there were two machines rolling at the end of the moto i think there were more i think a couple guys had some issues but they got the machine fired up again i know brightport took his air filter off and raced without it yeah that's pretty crazy isn't it it is uh, you know, there, there's a motor. There's a motor instantly. Yes. It, well, it paid off because he won. Yeah. <laughs> so did you have any idea that you had put yourself on the podium? No, no. Came across the finish line? No. I, I was on my way back to the truck. And then uh, Brett was coming with his pit quad, was waving at me that I should come back. And then I knew What's going on? So what was going through your mind as you were turning around to go back to the podium? Uh, I think I was having goosebumps. I was shaking. It's, it's just so crazy. I, I was so happy already because I think I, I thought I was getting top five. And that, that was something special already for me. But, but having to get on the podium, it's... It's dream coming true. You got on the podium with with the eight-time national champion in Chad Wienan and Bryce Ford, who's establishing himself as a contender. Um, that that in itself had to have been something pretty special. Yeah. When I rode on the podium, Chad was surprised to see me there and immediately came to uh, congratulate me that was that was awesome and special to me did you get to meet those guys last year in uh, the czech republic already yes surprised last year but uh, chads i have i have talked to him already before at the nations but this year uh, before the sunset reached i i went to jazz place and 
I practiced there at his home. Nice place to ride. Yes, really technical track, and it was super nice of him to to invite me. I'm thankful for him. He's he's a he's a good guy. Oh, as I said, everyone's so so friendly here. <laughs> a lot. Uh, I I think that they're going to consider you more of a threat now that you've gotten on the podium, even though it was a mud race. They're going to um, have much more respect and and count you in the equation now. Yes, I, I had a lot of uh, luck too, but it, in the end, you have to finish and ride smart in those conditions to to finish that all. So I'm really proud of myself and my my music racing team. That's pretty awesome stuff. I want to ask you some questions that don't necessarily have to do with. Uh, your ATV, but your training. What is some of the things that you do mainly other than ride the ATV? I'm running a lot. Running is is I would say seventy or eighty percent of my trainings. I like to run. Already from when I was young, I went to the running competitions and everything. And no weights, no uh, no nothing special like that. I do weights uh, when off-season starts. I do weights for one or two months, but then more cardio again. I like to, I, I like to cycle too when I'm back home, but I don't have a cycle at the moment here. So do you only cycle in the summertime or do you get to, or do you have the opportunity to cycle uh, on a stationary machine or something like that? Yes, home. yes, inside too. They have a you are you're able to cycle inside or is it just a stationary system? A stationary system. Yes. That, that, I mean running is is a great thing, but do you find any joint issues or anything like that? No, no, not uh, not so far. I have been good, luckily. Ah, you're you're a good man because uh yeah not everybody can run yes i think my joints are used to it i i, I used to run some marathons too a couple okay. of years ago i have a friend of mine that's um almost 60 and he's raced uh over 40 marathons no oh, that's <laughs> i have run i think two this guy got a, a diagnosis from his uh, doctor. Uh, he had a problem with the tendons in his feet and where the, where the toes attached and they told him to stop running. No, it's, it's not. He, stopped, it's he, not stopped, he stopped running for a couple of weeks and then went back to running. Yes. That's, uh, <laughs> that's like, like a trucks for us when you, when you're used to do something, then you want to do it again. Do you use the running also for the time to prepare your mind and to clear your head? Yes, and I listen listen to podcasts while I'm running, so it's it's really good time for myself and for cardio workout too. So, what are the some of the things that you listen to? Are they motivational music? Mostly dirt bikes and ATVs related. Not nothing else. Yeah, I like to listen to podcasts for motorgress and supergress 
Right, right. So ATVs. So Bubba's got a Bubba's got a, a show. Do you listen to his? Yes. Also, and, there's there's some more from states like pulp and mix that they do five hours every Monday. So I have a couple of days to listen to this. Yeah, but they don't like ATVs. I like racing in general. <laughs> I know. I do too. <laughs> I just didn't know if you knew that. No, I my son is is more of a supercross fan than I am. I like MotoGP. You know, the road race guys, those guys are fast. And, and they can do some stuff on a on a motorcycle on the asphalt that's pretty incredible. There's so many podcasts, it's hard to keep up. You know, I listen to very few motorsports podcasts. Do you like something else? Um, I have different uh, things that I like to, to, to listen to, um, some educational stuff. Um, and I listen to uh, a lot of uh, stories that have to do with different subjects, you know. I, I I I try to keep up on my politics as well. So yes, that happens it, when you get old. It takes a lot of time to listen to those. Uh, yeah, you know it, it does. It does. When I, really, when I really like something, then I just have to run longer. Really? So how many miles do you normally run? In, in like, if you're going to go ride, uh, let's say you're going to go run tonight after we get done, how how many miles would you run? Mm, we have i'm still not used to the miles but i will convert it to kilometers about six seven miles per one time it's it's like normal and how long does that normally take you i would say mm, 50 minutes that's pretty good pace i normally try to do at least one hour because most of, my, most, of, most of my runs are aerobic and it's, it's like slow, uh, low heart rate. Um, when you mean low heart rate, so you're not uh, running to, to push hard to get the heart rate up. You're trying to keep it at a steady, steady pace, but an, but an increased heart rate. Yes, it all depends what, uh, what time of the year it is. Right now, we, when I'm racing, I have... Racing itself is so uh, like so high with heart heart rate, and you you have to recover from that. Is it a higher heart rate from the excitement, or just the sheer speed that you're having to to, to run? I think we are used to the speed now. I think it's excitement. Even if when you are riding, you don't feel. The heart rate going up when you when you run with the same heart rate as you as you race it's it's hard but when you're racing you don't even feel it right well your mind's on the bump the turn the jump you know the guy next to you or behind you in front of you you have no time to think about it a lot of atv riders have very long careers as far as uh some of these guys race especially the Europeans that I'm, that I, the era that I'm coming from raced, you know, past 40. Do you believe that your career is going to carry yourself into your mid to late thirties? I would like so, but it's, 
it's hard it's hard to make a living out of this sport yeah that's true that's very true most of the i think all of the europeans they they do it next to work or school there's there's not the one rider that's make a living out of it correct correct there's the the few that did don't anymore because whether sponsorship or things change uh, i'm not sure um what are you going to school for um, i learned to become a trainer i can be a trainer now in estonia uh, a physical trainer to train athletes um, yes yes i have papers now not not yet because i didn't go to graduation but i should have papers at home now <laughs> did with most of your was most of your classes and schooling done online uh it was 50 50 i i was there for three years it was uh university so i was there for two years and now this year i i made some agreements so i can make most of the classes from online oh so you had to go talk to the university about you know you coming to the states and racing and then letting you do the classes online yes i really wanted to finish it now because i don't know if if i would ever finish it later it would be harder so are you going to try to work in the off season at being a uh, a, a trainer um to to make a little more money mm. I think right now, when I, when I still plan to race next year, I will go full professional mode and only focus on racing. And and later, if I'm not able to do it anymore, then, then I will go to work. Well, with the sponsors that you should be able to get here and the sponsors you should be able to get from home, hopefully we can see you for a couple years in the States. And uh, then when we do the, the the quad cross of nations, we get to compete against you there. Yeah, I'm I'm really grateful to have sponsor from back home because they are not getting anything out of this that I'm racing here. They are mostly Estonian companies, not not even involving in this sport, but they are still behind my back. They're sponsoring one of their um, countrymen in in an endeavor that actually probably does help them. In, in a small way because the focus on them helping you will come around in other ways to them from whether fellow countrymen or people from other countries seeing what they're doing um, not knowing what these sponsors are and I, I think there's a bigger impact than you think yeah it's it's maybe more beneficial than I think or anyone can think of yeah well yeah because the people that are sponsoring you are looking at the broader picture of of what it means yes and when I go back home I try to to good to make as good promotion for them as possible especially well, now that I have more results I have more media also from back home so I can I can use that Make sure that you send us some of those links to those people and the, the, their 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 graphics, their logo, so we can include it into your YouTube show that we're going to produce. Okay, and then we can uh, uh, we do some social media promotion of you. 
make sure that we have that stuff uh, so that we can implement it there too, so that they get something out of this as well. Yes, that sounds good. Uh, we always want to help. I mean, that's what we're all about is, is helping the industry grow. And, you, you know, it, it is an honor because you have stature in the ATV industry internationally. Your name comes up when we talk about the European riders. Your name came up quite a bit when we were uh, covering the Quad Cross of Nations. And then to find out that you came over here and raced, I thought that was it was pretty awesome that you were one of the faster Europeans, if not the fastest. Um, and that's incredible that you got to come over. Maybe they saw you ride over there and 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 wanted you over here. Yeah, and that's all thanks to music racing team because I wasn't really planning to, to race full full season. I was trying to get to race one or two races. I was trying to figure out if they are giving me pro license or not. And then then when Brett heard that I wanted to come and message me. Uh, did the AMA give you any static about getting a pro license? Yes, they replied day after and said that I'm able to get it. With, with, when you say they replied, was there a problem um, in the beginning with you getting no, a no. license? I think actually in the rules you, you have to get some, I think, program points or something from previous year to to even apply to the pro license, but at least luckily they saw me at the nations and they they were able to give it to me. Harv got involved. I, I was I wasn't sure. Maybe they were not giving it giving to me, so I had to email. Well, you know, there's a lot of us that that know people that know people, and we're always willing to help. And and as soon as the industry would have found out. If that's what you were trying to do, I'm sure that the the people that knew better reached out and said, "Hey, you need to let this guy make this sure this guy can race." And I also have to be thankful to Har Whipple. He's the guy I messaged you, and he said to Brett that there's one European wanting to come over. Maybe maybe you have a spot. You know, Harv. I've never got to meet him. I've only heard about him. I'm sure that he is a great dude. It's it's uh, pretty crazy how how one message can change everything. Uh, that's pretty much how it works in in this industry. Is is yeah, we compete against each other, but we're also competing to make the industry bigger because we have a fight on our hands constantly with growth. We need more people. We need to help each other. Uh, it's not like the motorcycle industry where it's kind of cutthroat. Yes. They don't have to help each other. Yeah, there's enough money and enough riders. Uh, yeah, there's, you know, look at the pro class now. I mean, you have all those injuries and all the people that just stepped in and took the place. Yes. You know, didn't even, doesn't even shrink the gate because. 10 pros went down and got hurt you still had 10 pros step into those spots if we have injuries in the atv world and we lost 10 pros in one race there's not 10 pros that are going to jump into those spots 
No. No, not at all. Scary, scary stuff, man. Hey, I really want to thank you so much for taking the time with me and uh, letting us promote you like this. Uh, we appreciate it. And um, it's it's our honor to to have you on. And, and thank you so much for wanting to come to the States and race. Yes, of course. It's it's my pleasure to be on here talking to you and meet you. Hopefully we'll, we will meet in person too. I would I would like that very much. Are you not coming to Briarcliff this year? Um, no, I'm not going to make it. I, uh, as you well know, travel is very expensive. Yes, and you are really far away. Yeah, we we made it last year. Um, we did some press conferences and got to meet a, a number of people and had a great time. Uh, the owner of the track is is outstanding, um, you know and I just think that it's it's a nice facility. It's it's a great facility. I really uh, I really enjoyed it. Yes. Our, our plan is to be more mobile and to go to more events around the, the nation, um, as well as maybe travel abroad if we can work that out as well. Okay, that would be awesome. You know, because I know the walkers uh, from the UK. Um, they, they came over for some training. And uh, I, I got to have the Alfie and Harry come in studio. They came here. I got to talk to their dad and Richard Cole. Um, and uh, Richard Cole rode my 250R in the LA Coliseum during the Mickey Thompson era. I listened to that episode with Walkers. Yeah, so there, there's a lot of history there. My, my brother has a photo and I think we found it with him and Harry sitting on the pit wall. Mm -hmm. And Harry was just a little bitty blonde haired kid. That's you cool. He was, he was also at that European race. I raced this year. Uh, that was Pondé Vu. Hmm. That, that photo with my brother and, and Harry was in Pondé Vu. That's awesome. You know, one of, the, one of my good friends... Uh, I met at Pendezvous uh, in 2000, in 2001, Raphael Sonic, you know, and, and I've traveled all over the world with that guy. Good times. Oh, great times, brother. Great times. Would, would you, would you ever think that an ATV would get you all over the planet? No, never. Not outside of Estonia. Well, you're here in the States and uh, you have a bright future. You keep doing what you're doing. I think you're going to, I think you're going to do good things. Thank you so much. I am trying to give my best and do everything possible. That's awesome, brother. The team here at ATV Talk would love your feedback. Please email us at hello at ATVTalkPodcast.com. San Diego's Body Evolution and Wellness Center. With over 17 years experience, Dr. Heidi looking out after all your chiropractic needs and Coach PJ looking out after all your fitness needs. Visit our website, www.bodyevolution.org or call for an appointment, 619-987-8875.
If you're in need of a consultation for your current racing program, a custom ATV, or an industry guest speaker, I have the company for you. Duncan Technologies International Inc. offers host, MC, and guest speaking services at events, builds custom ATVs for recreational riding or racing around the world, and they offer consulting services for professional teams or individual racers. Send inquiries to duncantechinternational at gmail.com or call 619-716-1532 for more information. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, don't forget to share us with your family and friends. The podcast is available on all streaming platforms, and you can find us on social media as ATV Talk Podcast. We're on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, Rumble, and Twitter. 